Vudu is a streaming service you can watch on all your favorite devices. Stream over 6,000 titles for free or choose from over 150,000 titles to rent or buy in up to 4K quality. From the latest Hollywood blockbusters to independent cinema. Head over to voodoo.com slash villains to sign up and start watching today. That's vudu.com slash villains. Villains. Each episode, I'll be joined by two guests to take a look at a different type of villain. We've done a revenge movie villain, a high school movie villain, an animated movie villain. Today, we're doing a gangster movie villain and someone who was very crucial to me growing up. He's an important, important person in my life. Today, we're doing... I'm not guilty. You're the one who's guilty. Lawmakers, the politicians, the Colombian drug lords, all you who lobby against making drugs legal... Just like you did with alcohol during the prohibition. You're the one who's guilty. I mean, come on, let's kick the ballistics here. Ain't no Uzis made in Harlem. I mean, not one of us in here owns a poppy feet. This thing is bigger than Nino Brown. This is big business. This is the American way. Nino Brown. That's John Gonzalez. That's Jamil Smith. Yeah. Two people who are definitely their brother's keeper. Let's go. Let's do the plot of the movie first. Actually, wait. Okay, I'm going to tell you, before we do the plot, whenever we were doing all of these episodes, I knew going into the start, I wanted to, like, when I was going to introduce each guest, I wanted to do a callback, like a dialogue callback to the movie. Oh, okay, nice. yeah. Right? Like, when we did the Hannibal episode, I was like, oh, that's Sean Finnessy, that's Jason Concepcion, two people who put the lotion in the basket or whatever. <laughs> we did the Regina George one. It was like, that's Amanda Dobbins, that's Julia Libman, two people who never stopped trying to make Fetch happen, which is from Mean Girls. So for this one, when I was, like, writing it all out, I was like, oh, I know exactly what oh, I'm going to do. I, I know where you had. I know that. what I'm going to do. I didn't, I didn't have the My Brother's Keeper thing first this morning. The original one was like, that's John Gonzalez, that's Jamil Smith, two people who want to record this podcast so bad that their dicks are hard. Oh, that's and a great that's line. <laughs> that's a great line. I mean, if that's not the most famous line in the movie, it's— It's honestly mo- the one I remember the most. It's Scotty the most preposterous. Kara, can we hear that line right here, please? It's, it's terrible. I want to shoot you so bad. My dick's hard. Coming through, excuse me. It's, uh, <laughs> I couldn't do it though. I couldn't do it when I woke up in the morning. I was like, I can't, I'm not going to say that. There's no way I'm going to say that. He <laughs> really wanted to murder him. I was like, yeah, that was like the yeah. most anybody had ever <clears throat> wanted to murder anybody. All right, let's do the actual plot. New Jack City is set in Harlem in 1986. As the movie starts, we see Nino Brown and his gang, the Cash Money Brothers, right as they're becoming one of the dominant criminal organizations in the city. And this is all happening as cocaine is becoming the drug of choice for everybody, which Nino and his partner G-Money pick up on very quickly and take advantage of. And we're going to say like a lot of very unflattering things about Nino Brown over these next 45 minutes because he was a terrible person in this movie. But one thing you have to recognize is he was a pretty great businessman. He had good instincts for market fluctuations. He was able to mobilize and weaponize a large group of people. He basically created his own militia. Like he was an innovative business thinker. From a business perspective, he did a lot of good, a lot of good things. He should get credit for that, I think. Before we shit on him for like the bad 
parts. Well, and also he was he was at, at the forefront of technology. I mean, think about the, his security system. Exactly. Yeah. Incredible. He, he had I mean, holograms. He, I mean, that building certainly did not have the infrastructure. I mean, look, let me look at where the Carter was. They did not have hologram <laughs> entry getting into the building. They did not have that kind of security. He set that up. He did. And I mean, obviously, it didn't work. The blockbuster card for the for repeat while. customers. I it's mean, exactly like, this is what right. it was. It's, a, it's a rewards program. <laughs> <laughs> you level up a certain amount of crack, you get the fifth one free. <laughs> okay. So Nino is rising in power. This happens over the next three years. As that's happening, Scotty Appleton, a police detective played by Ice-T, has decided he's going to take him down. He goes undercover. He infiltrates the CMB, eventually helping drive a wedge between Nino and G-Money. While undercover, he helps a crack addict named Pookie get off drugs. And so Pookie tells him, hey, I want to help you get Nino off the streets, too. And everybody's a little bit reluctant at first. And then they end up going for it, and it seems like it's going to work out great. But then it super does not <laughs> That pool from just being around crack all the time is too much. Because as you mentioned, by this point, Nino has established himself as like a figure so forceful, he's able to take over an entire housing complex and turn it into this gigantic drug den, basically. He had the holding sectioned off. There were security guards. There's an elaborate system, as you mentioned, for entry in place. Like you have membership cards with actual holograms on them. This is in 1989. And you've got this. This is more advanced than the blockbuster, as you mentioned. So Pookie's working there undercover for Scotty. He ends up relapsing. He gets discovered as a police informant. He gets himself killed. And that's when things start to tumble forward for everybody. Nino, at this point, he's involved in a war with an Italian mob. They had apparently helped him set up. And then they they felt disrespected when he pulled away from them. Um, You've got that happening. Nino has also found out that Scotty is a cop. You have the big shootout that happens. Nino's on the run. He ends up having to kill G Money. He maybe doesn't even have to, but he kills G Money on the run. Really have to do it. <laughs> I, G Money. Let's be honest. G Money was a liability. Was he? I mean, I think he made the smart. Again, before we start shitting on Nino, Nino made the smart business decision there. I mean, G Money really made some some bad moves there and had to go. But when you say that Nino went on the run. He went on the run to his apartment. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. a bad idea. you got to have a better getaway plan than I'm going to go hide in my apartment. Well, it looks you know. like he went to Harlem. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, he like, just, like, yeah. like, just went two neighborhoods over. Saying, like, you went from what, like, what, the Bronx to Harlem? <laughs> 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 yeah. So he's doing a bad job of being on the run. Scotty finds him, kicks the shit out of him, and then arrests him. Nino goes to court. While he's at court, he's able to flip things around so that all of the biggest charges get wiped away because he's going to snitch on some of the, like, bigger players, apparently. And this is this is a really crazy part when I'm rewatching the movie now because they don't officially sentence him in the movie. They're like, oh, we're going to give you anywhere from three years up. You'll be eligible for parole in 12 months. And this is like 10 minutes after we just watched him kill two cops. Yeah. And they're like, oh, don't worry about that. Like, parole, 12 months, you're fine. <laughs> As he's exiting the courthouse, he's showboating and grandstanding for the cameras, talking about how America has the greatest justice system in the world. As he's doing so, an old man who's been in the background for most of the movie, you hear him shout, like, your soul is required in hell, and then fucking shoots him in the chest, killing him. And that's how the movie ends. What I love about that, too, uh, is that he's listed as old man in the credits. (laughs) That's his name. It's perfect. Did we miss anything? No, uh, no. Nah, nah. I mean, we, you know, pour, pour one out for all the people in Nino's crew who died. A lot of and, people and died. Of course, R.I.P. Uh, Pookie. Uh, you know. Pookie uh, died. Mm-hmm. G-Money. Um, G-Money. Keisha. The, uh, the accountant he didn't like, Keisha. Uh, Keisha. 
Keisha yeah, went out. But no, Keisha Kareem, went out like a G, though. Kareem doesn't die. Yeah, she ran up uh, like <laughs> in the gunfight. That's, oh, a, that's right, terrible Kareem. gunfight strategy, first of all. It was terrible. You just run into the most open space possible. She was very pissed off, though. She get, was ready to gun down some Italians, and it didn't go right for her. But you're right. Kareem doesn't, doesn't die. He gets a stake through his hands. He gets the knife. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. That's, the, that's the bad. Kareem goes to jail. <laughs> yeah, that's where he goes. Let's do four interesting things before we get to the actual categories. Four things that I thought were cool or interesting while I was watching these, and feel free, of course, to jump in. I just mentioned the thing about how we watched Nino kill those two cops in the shootout, right? After we find out Scotty is a cop, they come busting in, everybody's mm-hmm. firing guns. What's crazy about this, about this big gunfight shootout, is he doesn't kill the cops with a gun. He slits one guy's throat yeah. with yep. a knife, and then he stabs another guy in the stomach. Like, you hear all of the time the saying about, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Like Nino did, and he was fine. It worked the, out. It was like he went full Rambo in that, where he was like hiding, and he had on some disguises. Remember, he yeah, plays yeah. dead for a second as a cop, and it turns out he's not dead. Yeah, and he jacks up one of the cops when he comes to check on him. Interesting thing number two: Barry Michael Cooper, one of the New Jack City's co-writers, he said he wrote the role of Nino Brown specifically for Wesley Snipes hmm. after he saw him in Michael Jackson's Bad video, right? Which is Fantastic. I watched the video again to see this part, and Wesley is is great in it. It's so funny to watch him opposite of Michael Jackson in this video because Wesley Snipes is like a for real brilliant actor. He's just like people forget that because he's done so much action stuff or he's done Blade or whatever. But watching him be an actor in that music video, it's like, oh shit. Like everybody else is just waiting for Michael Jackson to start dancing and he's filming a movie right now. Yeah. Right. I remember one interview with Barry Michael Cooper said he he thought that they'd gotten a real hoodlum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, you know, to be in this video opposite Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously they hadn't seen Major League, Willie Mays Hayes. Uh, right. But, you know. The Fantastic. Po- Thank you. Love I, that movie. I'm a Cleveland Indians fan. I had to shout that out. But the point is, you know, he's evil in that in that video. It mm-hmm. was even believable, despite the fact that people start dancing very shortly yeah. thereafter. Yeah. I, I think your point about we forget about Wesley Snipes is 1,000% right. Like, mm-hmm. we're however many years on from this movie now. And we're a long way removed from Wesley Snipes being a a massive movie star. But in the late 80s and and early 90s, he was huge. Yeah. Interesting thing, number three. Martin Lawrence was originally supposed to play Pookie. I didn't know that. Oh, what? He apparently nailed the audition. And he was going to do it. They offered him the role. But right before they started filming, Robin Harris passed away. And they were really close. And he, like, he took that super hard. Oh. So he passed on the movie. And that's how Chris Rock ended up in that spot. Chris Rock, apparently, he said he did a bad job in the audition. He didn't think he was going to get it. But then as soon as he got there, the camera started rolling. It was like, this guy's magic. He killed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He nailed it. And Martin actually has this, he has a scene in the TV show, Martin, where they recreate the boardroom scene from New Jack City. Yo, when they still, I did when, not know that. Yeah, I gotta go catch this immediately. It's, it's on YouTube. <laughs> it's fantastic. He where he comes in with a chain. He's got a stuffed Rottweiler. He awesome. does the sit your, your ass down before. He does all of it. It's wonderful. And, and that was like his hat tip. Last interesting thing. And I don't know if this is on purpose or accident, but Cash Money Brothers, Nino's gang, mm-hmm. the initials are CMB. That's Barry Michael Cooper's initials, but backwards. Ah, Right? I like it. And I read in the thing, like he mentioned, he mentions the initial thing, but he doesn't say, was this something he thought about ahead of time or did it just sort of happen by accident? I thought that was cool. Though. If I did a movie, I would have so much shit pointed back toward me. I love that too. <laughs> and it goes back to what we talked about, Nino making smart moves. Mm-hmm. Not only did he set up that 
elaborate business operation where people were coming in with their blockbuster cards and whatnot. He had branding. They had jackets yeah. and hats. <laughs> They're a gang that you can identify from America. You would, you would think like law enforcement wise, bad idea. Right. But merch, we love merch at the ringer. It's really good. I mean, it, it spoke to the real aesthetic of the early 90s, <laughs> yes. I think. You know, you to, like, if, even if you were doing the most evil shit imaginable, people got to know who you are. You got to <laughs> get a jacket and a hat. Right. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Let's do some questions. And this is a question I ask everybody when they sit across at this table. It's the first one, the most fundamental question. Was Nino Brown scary? Were you ever afraid of Nino Brown? I was about 15 or 16 when this movie came out. Okay, tell me about it. Tell me about it. I was, you know, I'd seen, seen, you know, him and do other stuff. I was was scared about the place that he took us to Mm -hmm. in in that film. I did not. Look, Nino Brown could have been very easily just its basic sort of paint-by-numbers villain who does the evil stuff and then gets his payback in the end. But he goes out of his way to do particularly evil shit yes. in this movie. Yes, he yes. does. And the evil shit that really wasn't even germane to the plot or necessarily, you know, part of this criminal enterprise that he was launching. Mm-hmm. He just did it. And I think that, you know, when you're faced with a fundamentally evil character through and through, you know, balls to bone, it is— it's tough to really, you know, wrap your mind around that sometimes. Right. Because I think, you know, say we had seen him murder Scotty's mother yeah. in that flashback. Mm-hmm. You know, there would have been some humanization. There's no humanity to Nino Brown at He's all. He's just there. He's just there. He's a force of evil. And I think that inherently is frightening. John, were you afraid and, of him? Ha- yeah. I mean, I was in I was in middle school and I, I remember this was like really for me and my friends, I remember my buddy Sean telling me about this movie and we watch it together and it was really like our first gangster movie because mm-hmm. there were other ones that came before but it wasn't of our generation. This right. was of our generation and it was very timely at the time like from the from the branding and the, the clothing to the music to all of it, right? right. But the, this, the way he does go out of his way to do shit, like just taking over the Carter and telling people, you know, if they if they're cool with it, if the tenants are cool with it, then right. they'll become repeat offenders and if not, he says, fuck it. It's like Beirut. They become living hostages. Yeah. That's crazy shit. Like imagine you're living in your, your apartment and everything's good one day. And then all of a sudden a bunch of dudes in CMB jackets mm-hmm. roll in with Uzis. And that's your life now. Like, yeah, that's some crazy, scary shit. Yeah. That was one of the things that I didn't realize when I watched it when I was a kid. I was about the same age as you guys. I think it was 12 or 13 yeah. the first time I saw this. Mm-hmm. And that was a part I didn't catch until now, like how just evil that one specific thing is to just upend these are hundreds and hundreds of families and when we see the clip of them taking over the carter like they're killing people as they're doing it they bust in that one guy's house he's at the dinner table with his family he's get out of my house and they just light him up and he's dead on the table like that's fucking nuts but when i was watching it as a kid (laughs) i wasn't i i wasn't afraid of him at the time i was Maybe a little afraid of him, but more than anything, I was just sort of enamored by him. Because, again, I was 12, same as you. This was the first gangster movie that I had seen. I didn't know about Scarface or or The Untouchables or anything uh, like that. Which, by the way, in that movie, he's watching Scarface, and he's talking about how that's an inspiration, but he's going to do it smarter. Yeah. And really, he's even more vicious, too, than Tony Montana in a lot of ways for all the reasons that we outlined. So I had never seen anybody— like what he was in a movie before. Mm. Like he had this magnetism to him. I was watching him do these evil things, but he was still like, he was just cool is what he was. It didn't matter how bad he was being. I thought he was handsome. I thought he was funny. I yeah. thought he 
I thought he said cool things and like dressed in a cool way. So there are villains that you're like terrified of and that's why they're effective. And there are other villains that are, you kind of want to be like them. Yeah. That's what it was for me. I think what it speaks to also for me, I'd never seen, look, I'd seen some old James Cagney flicks. I'd seen Scarface, uh, both the old one and the Al Pacino version. I'd never seen, I think, a movie where somebody who looked like me Mm -hmm. was that evil. Right. And, I, you know, I'd seen, look, the black folks is like fodder in action movies. You know, they're always the first guy killed. You'd see black romantic movies. You'd seen some black exploitation flicks. But I'd never seen anybody who was that evil, just pure evil, um, who looked like, you know, could have been in my family. That, <laughs> that, that, that threw me for a loop at that particular age. The first category, this one's called worst behavior. What's the most villainous thing? that Nino does in New Jack City. I've got eight options here for you, which is more than I've had in any other episode. <laughs> more than, we've done. More than <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. More than <laughs> Hannibal Lecter, yes. Because Nino does so many horrible things. Yeah. In the movie. He does so many that I had to preemptively eliminate a bunch of possibilities from even our options. Oh, for example... I was going to say, what's honorable mention? Honorable mention, he kills a guy and sets him on fire over $5. Right. Over $5, you set a man on fire. Yeah. That's like, we don't get to see it. A kid tells it to Scotty near the end of the movie as like, this is why I'm going to help you. But like, that doesn't even make the top eight. All right, I'm going to throw them out there. Option number one, the start of the movie, when he drops the guy off of the bridge. First scene. First scene. This happens the first three minutes into the movie. Drops a dude from a bridge. And is like laughing about it. Like, you owe me, but you didn't give me what I need, so fucking good luck. In broad daylight. Yeah. In broad daylight. (laughs) Cars going by on the bridge. It's like 9 o'clock in the morning. Like, just morning commute, you know? You just look over and there's two guys in very loud and very colorful early 90s suits uh, dropping a white man off a bridge. I mean, that that is is power in New York City. (laughs) (laughs) Option number two. We mentioned this one already. When he takes over the housing complex, when he takes over the Carter. Option number three. Oh, this is more funny than villainous when he has that guy naked in the streets. Mm, yeah, he marches him With, out. Yeah, that's that part of the Carter takeover. Yep. With the shotgun. And he's like, hey, guess what? This belongs to me now. Have fun. I'm always a big fan of a movie scene where I'm watching it and it's the first time I've ever seen this happen before. That was the first time I'd ever seen a guy naked with a shotgun pointed at him. And then, like, Wesley Snipes smacks him in the butt and tells him to run away. Let's him go. Like, a, yeah. Very Amino decision. In winter, I yeah. might add. <laughs> yeah. Okay, option number, what is that, number four we're on? I oh, think this, that was just okay. three. God. This is, this is the first real contender here. When he makes fun of Selena, his girlfriend, for not being oh. able to have kids. So Killer. Selena's his girlfriend for most of the movie. Apparently, she's unable to have kids. And Nino takes some cheap shots about it at her. That's I mean, brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, and, and not just at her in like a, like, that's bad enough. Like if it had been in a private moment and they right. like said some shit they shouldn't have said to right. each other, but it's super vicious. He says it in front of G Money and some chick that he just picked up mm-hmm. that he, all of a sudden Nino's checking out. Yeah. Uh, what are we on? Option number five. Oh, this is a, this is a serious one. This is going to be my pick. I'll tell you ahead of time. But it's when he uses the little girl as a shield Ooh, when yeah. the mob tries to assassinate him. He runs. He picks her up, holds him, and holds her in front of him. But is that evil or cowardly? It's Ooh, a, that's a good distinction. I think it's both. And I and you know it's interesting that made my that's list a good too. Point. Okay, you win. That's it's it's all of those things. But with the Carter, he dispatches people to handle it. Right, he comes up with a plan, 
and he takes over this whole building and like you could make a case like just on sheer volume that was worse mm -hmm. but this one's personal right yeah. <clears throat> he has to you pick up the little girl and do the dirty work himself right and that's some cowardly evil shit yeah option number six when he kills the 11 gangsters in the drive-by when he's on the back of the motorcycle this one to me doesn't rate yeah, that's on, that's on, on the, the back of the motorcycle? Of yeah, that's him. Oh, see, I never knew that. I, I figured it was yeah. his henchman. No, I figured he dispatched some dudes yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, was, that okay. was him on there, and then we get that great shot of him. Is it weird that I give him more credit for actually doing it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, you're drawn in by him, too. Sometimes you got to roll up the sleeves. I'm <laughs> telling you. Just got to do things yourself. He, Nino is responsible either directly or indirectly for no less than 17 deaths in New Jack City. Like that we know about 100%. For sure. 11, 11 of them happened right there. 17. He and he was eligible for parole in 12 months. Yeah, you, you got <laughs> to I'm, I'm never going to get over that. I, I don't know if that's on your list, but to me, that's one of the most evil things that happens in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that he works a plea deal for 12 months yeah. in jail of killing how many people? 17? 17 at least. All right, option number seven, when he kills the two cops during the shootout mm -hmm. that we mentioned. And again, when you're watching it now, like, him dangling upside down in the warehouse. Crazy. Like, he went from being, he was a gangster, and now he's fucking SEAL Team 6. Yeah. Like, just that quick. So I'm saying, and, he, and, he, and then also he, like, takes the clothes of one of the dead dudes exactly. to pretend. I'm like, when did he have time to change? This where is all they, very impressive. Where are they teaching special op tactics, like, in Harlem yeah. in 1989? <laughs> like, when is this? After he kills Ice-T's mom, he gets that training. True enough. And the last one. Our last option, of course, add some if you want. When he kills G Money, yeah, on the roof, his guy. This is to me. This is the best scene in the movie because it's the one time we see Nino stripped of all of the like grandness of his gangsterdom. It's just him on the roof with his friend, his best friend, talking about how everything is over. It's unbelievable to watch him. Go through that. Like the obvious comparison here to make is when they do it in The Wire with Avon and Stringer. It's like a very similar scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a top contender. Uh, but you got to pick, pick one. You got to pick one. When you use a little girl as a shield, there's just nothing worse than that. Is that what it is? That to me is because I think that like, it speaks to the heart of his of his criminality. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like this is a person who's willing to use a little girl as a shield, you know, yeah. just to, for, the, for the sake that he, he might live a couple seconds more. You know, I mean, by the way, the, those guys were the worst shots I've ever seen. Really in movie. bad. I mean, how is everyone not dead in that? Like Four hundred bullets. They were not that far and away two guys from each other. There was a lot of hip shooting, uh -huh. right? Like, you, like late eighties, oh, okay. so, early nineties, where like you had the over exaggerated cop movements where they do this, but right. and now we see like much more. Uh, like in movies now, it's like a much more up-to-date military style. Like this is the way you're properly supposed to hold the gun and stuff. Right, I think that the right. way that they were shooting it off from the hip, like not good for accuracy. Yeah. Right? Probably not. 80s and 90s movie accuracy, not good. Really bad. Is that your pick also? Are yeah, you I, think, I think we're unanimous on this one. Again, for me, the Carter taking over an entire building is really fucked up, interning all those families, deciding that we're going to either make them customers or prisoners is crazy. However, he's dispatching people to do all that. So there's a level of distance from it. Mm -hmm. And this one is personal, right? You pick up a little girl. That's personal. You're doing that yourself. I'm not I'm not picking this one. You're not. We're not unanimous. Oh, I thought we were. We are uh, not. Okay. okay. We're not unanimous. I got to go with G Money here. Because the girl, he, what did he know her for like 45 seconds maybe? Like it was just a thing. To him, it was just an object. Yeah, yeah. He struggled like he said, he, I, don't, with G. I don't give a fuck about her. Yeah, he did they struggle with G. They came up together 
that to me is like harder to do. That's why we remember like Scar killed Mufasa because that was his buddy. That was his brother. We don't remember the other people Scar fucked over. <laughs> it's the same thing for me. Yeah. Scar's <laughs> long history of I love it. <laughs> fucking people over. Next category. This is called Maybe He Had a Point. Is there an argument you can make that justifies Nino's actions in this movie? John, can you can you talk talk this down? Can I, we? I thought about this long and hard, okay. and there's a couple of I cases knew you I, would could, be ready. I could make for this. I knew it. One, this is every drug dealer's argument ever, right? That it's kind of like uh, most recently in Narcos Mexico where they're like, hey, look, if I don't do it, somebody else will. Okay. Right. And and Nino even says the Colombians and the Dominicans have shown us the way. In other words, people are already doing this. We might as well do it because if we don't, somebody else is going to do might it as well. But but for really like maybe he had a point. Like I come back to G Money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> G Money fucks up so many times. Like he's such a such a liability that at the end when he finally shoots him. Mm-hmm. I think G Money might be the most deserving to go because he betrays him. That's terrible. No, he he betrays him. <laughs> okay. Right? He's, he cuts a side deal with Scotty on top of that. Not only does he just like run down all the stuff that G Money fucks up. Okay. Like, uh, he puts Pookie in the drugstore. He blows the building when the cops raid it, right? So now they've lost the Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts smoking crack. He, br- <laughs> he brings Scotty in, right? He lets the mafia guy uh, intro Scotty and Peretti to Nino, and then he cuts a side deal with the cops, right? So not only does he intro the cops into the organization, but now he's skimming from Nino on top of it. Like, at the end, you got to go. The entire Carter fiasco is G-Money's fault. Yeah. Like, all of it. Like, from top to bottom, it is his fault. If there's anything that's defensible about Nino and Nino having a point, that's it, where it's like, God damn it, we're running a business here, G-Money. I think I'm a G money sympathizer. I don't think it was his fault because he goes, he's like aware ahead of time. Like, I'm going to give Pookie a chance. Sure. He tells his guy, like, keep an eye on him. Wait, keep an eye on him for your hires. Wait, so (laughs) yes, he says to, not only does he put Pookie in the drugstore, but a second later, a second after making that decision, (laughs) he tells his guy, keep an eye on him. And he goes, why? He goes, he's got sticky fingers. Motherfucker, if you know he has sticky fingers, why are you letting him have that job? You got to give him a chance. You got to give him a chance. (laughs) He's stepping out on faith for Pookie. Yeah. (laughs) He like, they have a very strong rehabilitation program in the Carter work program. (laughs) I mean, I can't justify Nino Brown in his decision. He, he attempts. He gives it. A, he gives it a try at the end. I love this. He, he gives it a try at the it. end when he, you know, he's sitting there on a the stand and he starts talking about how all the forces of society have basically oriented his life. You right. know, they've made it so that he was having to, you know, struggle and sell sell dope when he was younger and join gang and everything else is someone else's fault. And I think, frankly, look, he makes an argument on that stand for the deleterious effects of systemic racism. He says, look, I was led here. I did not have this choice. I did not have any choices. I ended up here because of what you all have done in this criminal justice system. But that said, (laughs) (laughs) while he had a point there, um, certainly there are things that he does that are out of wanton enjoyment of, he, he, he enjoys being this evil. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not like, okay, man, I was led into this life of crime and I hate what I'm doing. I wish I was a painter or I wish I was an artist or a basketball player. I missed out on my chance and I'm just here doing this just to get by. No, this is a guy who really enjoys being evil. There's he, no nuance to him. No. It's, this is me and forward. He found his calling. 
however society's forces may have led him to it, he found his calling. This is, I love the, the courtroom scene where he like argues in his own favor. It's fantastic. <laughs> hey, look, I've been dealing drugs ever since I was 12 years old. See, I didn't have the chances that you have, Miss Hawkins. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, Miss Hawkins. I mean, I wanted to get out, but they threatened to kill my mother. Who are you talking about, Mr. Brown? What they? They. Look at it. Kareem Akbar. That's right, the educated brother from the bank. He's the real head of the CMB, the brains behind the whole thing. I told you, this thing is bigger than Nino Brown, and I got a list of proof. Order. If I'm going Order down, I'll take a whole lot of people Order with me. in the court. Order in the court. It's decided when it, to take the stand, by the way. Yeah. Bad legal advice, generally. Well, but it worked out really, really yeah. well. Like, if we're looking at times where a criminal is in court, yeah, this is a, this is like a top two finish, I think. I think it goes like, you have Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. and A Few Good Men when he argues Ooh. his point. Yeah. He's like, you can't handle the truth. Like, this shit is happening. Yeah, that, didn't that work backfires. That, that, that didn't work out so no, well. It, did, it didn't work out. It <laughs> didn't work out. But, like, that's, a, that's an impassioned plea. You have... Johnny Depp in Blow, oh, when yeah. he tries to when he tries to talk to the it's judge. Great. It ain't me, babe. Now, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's your fourth place finisher. You have, ooh, who's third? Well, in terms of like, you're talking about criminals oh, on the stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Sam has to be Jackson. A criminal. Sam Jackson. Oh, when, when he he's like, yes, they deserve to die, and I yeah. hope they burn. Like he swayed yeah. the he swayed the crowd there. That second place is Nino. But I don't Nino. think that helped his case, though. You don't think so? <laughs> no, really. I think it did. I think it did. <laughs> his, his lawyer was pretty pissed at him. I yeah. Don't know well, you know, you got you got to take some chances when you're in that spot. <laughs> it, Se- it, <laughs> second second place is Nino, and then first place is in what is that? A law-abiding citizen. When Gerard Butler. Oh yeah. Have you have, have, have y'all seen this movie? Sure. He's like. No, you're shaking. <laughs> nah, I skipped that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's good. It's good. But he like argues his own defense and the judge lets him out. She like gives him parole and then he starts, I'm not parole, but like, um, we'll let you leave right now. Like I'm bail. And then uh, he starts laughing at her and he's like, you idiot. I did it. Clearly I did it. You're letting me go. Like that was tough. Well, that was bold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also bad also, legal strategy. Also realistic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, um, you know, I'm going to go back to something you mentioned Earlier, I think we can justify all of the gangsterly things he does in the movie because he is in that world, and that's you have to do that to survive. But the times where he stepped out and did something extra, like that's like the part when they're at the wedding. This is after he has gotten into the fight with Selena, right. and she's upset at him. And it, this happens very quickly. He's like walking by, and he's like, "You still mad at me?" He waits half a second. He's like, "Well, fuck you then," and then <laughs> walks away. Like, God, dog, I can't justify that sort of behavior. He did not have a point. I'm voting no. (laughs) (laughs) It has been decided. Let's take a break from the podcast real quick to record an advertisement. Today's episode is brought to you by Vudu. Vudu is a streaming service you can watch on all of your favorite devices, including smart TVs, Roku, Chromecast, iPhone, Android phone, and web. Stream over 6,000 titles for free including classic and nostalgic movies and TV shows, or choose from over 150,000 titles to rent or buy and up to 4K quality, from the latest Hollywood blockbusters to independent cinema. Free movies are refreshed monthly, so it never gets old. Vudu is not a subscription service, so there's no monthly fees. 
watch free movies and TV, or rent or buy only what you want. If you can think of a movie, it's on Vudu. The new stuff on Vudu right now, I have the webpage open, I'm scrolling through it. They've got Wild Wild West, which is... <laughs> which is a movie. They have Any Given Sunday, that's actually really good. Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx, a bunch of other people. Cameron Diaz is great in it. It's a football movie. I like it. You should watch. Oh, they have Lake House. The Lake House with Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. Big, big Sandra Bullock fan. Big, big Keanu fan. You should. I still don't understand this movie. They're like talking to each other in the present time, but also through the through the past and future or something. I don't know, but it's great. It's a lot of fun to watch. Mortal Kombat is on there. Shang Tsung is a great movie villain in there. They also have in that movie the number one video game movie scene of all time is when they introduce Scorpion and Sub-Zero when they're on the boat. You should watch that. If you want to be sad or depressed, you can watch Amistad. Horrible, horrible movie. Platoon, great. Hoosiers, great. I'm lying about Hoosiers. Hoosiers is not great. I have to say it's great because I work at The Ringer and Bill likes it. It's bad. It's a bad movie. Gene Hackman is a bad basketball coach. How is your whole thing ball movement, ball movement, ball movement, but then when the championship is on the line, you're like, you know what, we're running an ISO for the last 45 seconds of the movie. Gene Hackman, overrated. Hoosier's overrated. But it's on voodoo right now. Hotel Rwanda, also a sad movie. Johnny Mnemonic, that's also Keanu, young Keanu Reeves. Go watch that. You should go watch it right now. A lot of good, good, good movie villains. Head over to voodoo.com slash villains to sign up and start watching today. That's vudu.com slash villains. Next category. This is the Jason Statham School for Rehabilitation. Can Nino Brown be rehabilitated? Let's assume, I did read this, that they had written like a sequel to the show and they were going to say oh, like, he survived the, 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 <laughs> yeah, he survived the old man with a hole in the chest <laughs> he survived and the, the fall old man gunshot the, and the fall and the fall he survived can he be rehabilitated <laughs> if not what's the point of no return for Nino Brown I want to see him be rehabilitated just to see that sequel script. <laughs> just to see, like, I want to see Nino, re, Nino Brown in rehab uh, right. <laughs> you know, for, for that fall. Um, no, he can't be rehabilitated. I mean, this is this is somebody who had his chance. I mean, look, if 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 that ice tea beatdown, which we need to discuss, amazing. If that ice tea beatdown, when Scotty goes in his apartment and drags him down the steps uh-huh. of that fire escape and throws him onto a pile of garbage and continues to beat the crap out of him in front of the entirety of Harlem, if that doesn't say, you know what, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing with my life. Mm-hmm. Maybe I sh- maybe I should turn a corner. Yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe this isn't the right w- way to go. I'm going to go to prison. I'm going to rehabilitate myself. I'm going to come out and be better. No, no, I, I, I just I can't foresee that happening. Nah, this is his calling. I mean, like there's a couple of moments where you see some humanity with him. Like uh, he's handing out the turkeys and it's obviously to curry favor with the community and whatnot yeah. so that he can go and do his evil deeds. But he says to Pookie, hey, you know, come see me. Maybe I'll give you a job. Right. And even when he's about to let G go and he's crying. And as you said, he's struggling with it. Right. Because that's his guy. Still shoots him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see how he's redeemable. One little part that happens during that fight mm-hmm. and Ice-T is going to he's getting ready to shoot him and he, he can't bring himself to do it in the background. If you like turn it up real loud, you can hear somebody shout, 
I hate drug dealers. I'll do it. Like, so, like <laughs> to me, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, who says I hate drug dealers and, <laughs> and volunteers to murder? All right. This one we'll, we'll all be unanimous on. Nino Brown cannot be rehabilitated. Next category. This one is bonus footage. Is there a moment that we know for sure happened in the New Jack City universe that we don't get? Oh, you got one that we oh, don't get to see. So many. Okay, yeah. okay, there we're gonna. So there's a ton many. here. Okay, okay, let's here. go. Let's I mean, run through them. Number one, when he killed Scotty's mom as that's, a little boy. That's an auto. That's, a, that's, that's an auto. the big one right yeah. there. To yeah. me, that's the moment. I mean, granted, I think that it might have been a little bit maudlin to to play that, and it certainly would have maybe given Nino a humanity that he didn't deserve, but it would have. I think I think gotten us to a little bit more of the core of Scotty. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it would have been more informative to see what how Scotty reacted to that. Um, so maybe just maybe not the actual shooting, but like the circumstances around that. Then I want to see the email that goes out <laughs> to the CMB saying, "Guys, we're going to have a meeting. Uh, the Carter just went down." As you may have heard. Was it Slack? Did they have Slack back then? Yeah, they were yeah. slacking each other. They were slacking each yep. other. It's like, guys, uh, the Carter has just gone down. Maybe you've heard. Uh, I want you all to show up at the dining room and all dress in black. Yeah. That is important. Right. You must be dressed in black. Yeah. How did that happen? That's fantastic. <laughs> he asked for that. He asked for that. They make fun of that. In that Martin scene I mentioned earlier, uh-huh. they ask, like, why did you, why are we all dressed in black? What's going on? <laughs> Do you have? Oh, absolutely. Okay, go for uh, it. Very beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. when we're uh, introduced to G-Money, we see G-Money on the basketball court. Yes, we do. And as they get into, first of all, that scene's fantastic because, again, it's it's very late 80s, early 90s, where the, the, every Kangol that's ever been made, everybody's got <laughs> Kangol's. And, like, my buddies and I all got Kangol's after that. They had track suits and chains, and it looks phenomenal. But it, it's very um, reminiscent of sort of like white men can't jump. He has a game-winning shot. Money exchanges hands. And when they get in the Jeep and they start driving, G-Money says to him, hey, remember when I was 11 and you were 13 and we were the baddest backcourt in the city? Uh-huh. I want to see the baddest backcourt in the city. I want to see. I want to see their AAU team. We love basketball here at the Ringer. I want to see that team. Nino says uh, we weren't making any money then, and he says you're out here living your Michael Jordan fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Like, what would have happened if G had just played basketball? He was good. This one was actually pointed out to me by my cousin Gary. We, Gary and I live in San Antonio together, so like before we do these, him and I meet up and we talk about the movies. So I'm like, Gary, watch New Jack City. Tell me what jumps out at you. And we go to lunch, and he's like, I got a perfect one for the for the bonus footage category. And he points out this thing that I had barely caught at all. But in the beginning of the movie, the first time we see Nino walking through the club, he's drinking champagne, and he's got a straw in it. He's just drinking champagne through a straw in the club, okay? Right. And then it never happens again. We see him drink later on, yeah. but he's coming straight out the bottle. There's no more club. He's doing the glass. Like, somebody pulled him aside and said, like, you can't drink out of a straw, Nino. Right, that, I think that, that, <laughs> you're a boss. <laughs> yeah, straws are no good. Bosses don't drink from so, straws. Somebody, G Money, either pulled him aside or G Money made fun of him about it. It was G Money. It was definitely involved. Well, in well, maybe they're like here in California. It's oh, Nino. I'm sorry, straws are not environmentally <laughs> friendly. Uh, perhaps you'd like to just drink from a bottle yeah. and, and save all the poor, poor sea life that gets choked to death by the plastic that's discarded in the oceans. Crack, cool. Straws, no good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make sure you recycle, Nino. Next category, overmatched, undermatched, or fair fight. This is about mm-hmm. Scotty. This is about Ice-T. Mm-hmm. Wesley, as we've already talked about, really just nails this role. He does. He's, he's fantastic. And he pumps 
so much life into this character that even the silly parts of the movie feel incredible. He's jumping rope with a dog chain, and you're like, that's cool. Yeah. That's, but that's a thing people do. Yeah. How do we feel about Ice-T's performance? Was he able to keep up? Was he overmatched? Was he undermatched? Was this a fair fight? If we're comparing Wesley Snipes as Nina Brown versus Ice-T as Scotty Appleton. It's tough because Nino's transcendent. He's like, he jumps off the screen. It's his movie. Um, Wesley Snipes kills every part of that role. I think what we're seeing Ice-T do there is what we've gotten from Ice-T since then, right? He's warming up to his Law & Order bit. Mm-hmm. It's a little right. bit more action hero, but it's essentially the Law & Order bit where he's going to mug for the cameras and he gets a couple good lines. And uh, my favorite line, aside from I want to shoot you so bad, my dick's hard, <laughs> is when he's talking about Peretti and he says, this big biscuit head looking, and they just like stopped. <laughs> it was like, it's like you forgot the line and it's like, yeah. I'm just going to say some shit. It just, it, just, it just stopped. It ran off a cliff and I'm like, that's good enough, big biscuit head. <laughs> I've been authorized to set up an independent drug fighting unit, and I'm picking you. Got it? Why me? Me, why you, man? You from the neighborhood? I can trust you. And I know you give a shit. So what's the catch? There's no catch, man. Why you gotta say that? Because I know your ass, Stone. Freddy here goes with you. This big biscuit head looking. Hey, 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 listen up, Scotty. It's not gonna be another one of your wild ass solo acts, man. Um, also, as a, as a quick aside, with I would like a little bit more Peretti too. Like, like whatever happened. I mean, like Judd Nelson in this is very oh, yeah. like yeah. Let's see his past a little right, bit. Right, right. But, but yeah, I think it, it's it's a tough it's a tough act to follow literally for Ice T. Like that's a that's a tall order. Last category. This is my favorite category. This is called regrets. Mm. Who makes the biggest mistake when dealing with Nino Brown? Because there were uh, there were quite a few. Ooh. My guy G Money has been getting drug in this podcast by John, which is terrible. G Money is at the top of the list. He makes like forty seven different mistakes. Okay, yeah. no. I've got I've got four. I've got four for you. <laughs> okay. and, you and you can add in your. It's I, gonna be like the like a suspect lineup where you know who did it, and then you're like three other guys. I ex, I'm excluding G Money. He's out. Okay. He's out. Okay. Here's here's my first mistake. Mistake number one: when Scotty does not shoot Nino at the end of the movie. Should he have shot him right there? You should have shot him at the wedding. He should have shot he him ever, at the wedding. He had a line on him. Yeah, an amendment. An amendment. Yeah, I like he, that. He, he had a line on him. And, and he could have got away with it. Oh, yeah. oh he got straight bullet. He got he straight bullet. He could have shot him and G-Money at the same time. Right. Case closed. You know? But, uh, yeah. No, I, that, that, that to me is the mistake. That's a big mistake. Okay, here's one. Here's the thing that I thought about this last time when I watched the movie. And I somehow I'd missed it a hundred times before, maybe because of how just big Wesley is through the whole thing. But he's like, he's terrorizing everybody the whole time. The Mm -hmm. whole movie, he's just destroying everything that he touches. He's just setting fire to it. Then at the end, when Scotty busts in the apartment and it's just now, now it's just a fist fight. Now it's me versus you. And Scotty beats the shit out Mm -hmm. of him. Like Nino is done. He's he's curled up. He's like getting dragged down the stairs, thrown off of shit. Like he's not fighting back at all. You mentioned the thing earlier about him picking up the girl and that being like a cowardly move. Like, do are we finding out right here that Nino is kind of a coward when he doesn't have the upper hand? He does land one punch uh-huh. on the fire escape, right? But that's it. That's it. I yeah. mean, he just what it what, tell, what it tells you is that Nino needs a gun. Yeah, he does need a gun. Nino needs a gun to be a man. And yet, and yet, and yet. And yet, in the in the scene where the cops raid the drug deal, 
He goes commando. Yeah. So like, Something I mean, happened. he's got some hand-to-hand skills, right? He's obviously like a master of disguise in the middle of a, of a well, maybe like a drug he's raid. In his pajamas. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just watching unfair? TV. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Option number two: When Kareem doesn't anticipate that he's about Oof. to get attacked during the boardroom scene, <laughs> like. Two problems here yeah. with Kareem. Number one, you got to know that this is coming. He called a meeting. He's stalking around the table like a panther. Yeah. Somebody's about to get it. You've got to, you know, this is Al Capone and the Untouchables. Totally. Maybe, maybe take your, yeah, take, yeah, exactly. It's that's, Al, that's exactly what this 1, scene is. It's Al Capone and the Untouchables when he takes the bat to the guy who is running his postal office uh, uh, operation. Enthusiasm. Give me with the second one because you're going to do it. I see you doing oh, the hands already. Well, no, but the thing is, is just like keep your hands off the table. Who puts their hands Smart on the idea. table like that? I mean, the like, guy has, you know, the guy has a blade. In the thing, it, he's 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 got a sword, man. But also, <laughs> this is a, this he's is got a, a sword. A very unnatural. Like if Nobody I was sitting here like right that. now, like this, you'd be like, you can't be on this podcast. Your hands are <laughs> super hands on the table weird. And looks very awkward. Yes. Just for the, all the listeners out there. Option number three: Selena for not leaving Nino. Technically, she never never even leaves him. He dumps her after the big wedding shootout. She's oh, yeah. yelling at him about being a murderer. That's when he dumps his champagne on her. He's like, cancel that bitch. I'll buy another one. He had already made fun of her for not being able to have kids. He had already cheated on her. Yeah. Like, he had cussed her out at the wedding. Why are you still? You I don't go. know. For Selena, I'm like, she merged alive and unscathed. I'd call that a win in this movie. Is that, is that yeah. okay? okay. <laughs> I mean, she's good? She played she, it the right yeah, way? Yeah. She's fine. And she, she, and she agreed to testify. Yeah, she testified too. Okay. And so, okay, so she's clean. That's she's, her she's a hero. She's a hero. She's good. All right. And then the last one that I have, I feel like you're going to add some more. <laughs> Whoever it was. <laughs> Why'd you look at me? I got some ideas. <laughs> Whoever it was that invited Nino to the wedding. Oh. That's a big mistake. You got to know. He paid for it. Okay. Oh, yeah. He paid for that. So whoever it was who let them pay, let him pay for the wedding. And and the Reverend, uh, Reverend, uh, you know, Nick Simpson, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, rest his his soul. Uh, Reverend, you know, was there. So, you know, he had the connection. He was going to get into the wedding. My question is, why, if you're Keith Sweat, why do you take that kid? (laughs) I mean, is it really worth? Isn't yeah. Beyonce, you know, singing for some Indian billionaire? This no. is like he got like fifteen grand for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like, know. what are you clearing on that? <laughs> right. <laughs> there is there there are so many like musicians in this movie that you just Flava Flava's at the Flava beginning Flava of the movie is in there. Kareem, about yeah, that. Kareem's wow. in there. Um, Flava Flava's there twice. He does the beginning of the movie before they're really on the come up, mm-hmm. and then when they're all famous, he does New Year's Eve. Oren is in there. And the Ohio homeboys, Levert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of them. All right. These are my my four. I, I got one more. Oh, I, of course I you do. Okay. <laughs> if it's G, if it's G <laughs> money. It's not G money. I did have G money. All of your parts I had G money on my list. I think I think Pookie makes some pretty obvious mistakes. He ends up dead. But oh, the God, one I was Pookie. thinking about was the the mobster. Who comes as like G Money's guy, right? And he brings a very <laughs> oh, God, what racist yeah. statue yeah. to Nino. Yeah. He gives him a lawn jockey and <laughs> gets his ponytail snatched right off his head. Now, right off. if your whole bit is that you're in the mafia, 
and you have a ponytail and you're supposed to be a badass and then you go back and you're like, yo, what happened to racist Frankie's ponytail? And it finds out <laughs> like, hey, you got it snatched right off his head. You got to retire from the game. That's it. I, I want to hear the conversation that he had when he came back with no ponytail <laughs> yeah. and having been smashed. That's another head. bonus like, footage. I want to say like, yo, yes. yo Don, yes. Don Armateo, let me ask you. Just I have one question. Don Armateo, can you tell me why you, you sent me over there with a long jockey? <laughs> Yeah. To Nino Brown, do you, do you not like me? Do you yeah. want me dead? Bad idea. Because I mean, he's very lucky to still be breathing after People that People are going to talk about that shit. You're done then. <laughs> All right, we got to pick one of these. Who makes the biggest mistake here? Who's got the biggest regret? Ugh, honestly, I, I got to say, you know, I've been thinking about this for a while. I got to say it's Pookie, man. Oh, no. Like, Pookie, oh. Man, I, I, hey, look, you gonna, like, I'm going to volunteer to be around a bunch of crack. <laughs> yeah, in, in a place where if I take any of it, I'm dead. And a place where if I make a false move or reveal that I have a wire on or camera on my body, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. You volunteered to do this. Why? Because there was no other way for you to get that particular and information. And to wear the world's worst buckle wire. <laughs> like <laughs> the most there, obvious buckle wire no that's ever been options. a buckle wire. Yeah. I mean, he was doing so great up until he was in group. He had his, you know, he was getting his mm-hmm. fitness together. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. going through withdrawal. Pookie, had, you know, always on the other side. And there were just other ways that he probably could have. If you watch, <laughs> if you watch the movie, they have the scene where, where there, where Scotty is trying to convince Stone to like, you know, we're going to send Pookie in. And right. Like, no, don't do it. Pookie is this great thing. Like, I'm ready. I was born for this. I'm ready. If you're it, just in movie time, from the time he's like, I got this, I'm ready, until the time he's dead is like three and a half minutes. Yeah. Like, like you <laughs> it did goes not, downhill real you, fast. You did not have this. John, you got to pick one. Uh, I, I, and G-Money is off the board. You can't pick G-Money. I'm not allowed well. to pick G-Money. Uh, yeah, it's got to be Pookie. That's okay. got to be Pookie. I'm going to steal, I'm going to steal yours. Mm. I'm going to do the Scotty should have shot Nino at the wedding. Yeah. I think that's like a, the easiest way out of it. I wonder what happens to the old man. Do you think they let him go? Is it like, that's oh, fine. Oh, oh, no. Oh, man, Jury probably, his peers nobody don't testi- him. Nobody yeah. testifies. I mean, my man shot a dude in the courthouse. Okay. I got to think that he probably went to prison. They were, that was really like lack security yeah. for the biggest Trial of the of the decade. Yeah, what, like did they had did the courthouse have metal detectors then? Uh, I mean, it's the early nineties. Yeah, man. we don't know. know. We don't know. There's no metal direct. You know, just come on in. All right, just bring a little pistol. We got our pick. You've been listening to Villains. I'm Shay Serrano. Thank you to my guests, John Gonzalez and Jamil Smith, for joining me today. You can read John on TheRinger.com and listen to him on The Ringer Podcast Network. You can find Jamil on Twitter at Jamil Smith, J-A-M-I-L Smith. Villains is a production of The Ringer. It's executive produced by Julia Lippman and produced by Kara Hart. Bobby Wagner is our researcher and Kaya McMullen is our engineer. Thank you to Daniel Birch for our theme music. Next week will be the last episode of this season. We're doing the Karate Movie Villain. Don't forget to check out the special Rewatchables collection on Vudu, the streaming service you can watch on all of your favorite devices. Stream over 6,000 titles for free or choose from over 150,000 titles to rent or buy in up to 4K quality, from the latest Hollywood blockbusters to independent cinema. 
Head over to voodoo.com backslash villains to sign up and start watching today. That's V-U-D-U dot com slash villains.